Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 34. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded vision and people, and develop their ability to lead effectively. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast. I'm your host, Matt Perkins. I want to thank you for listening today. I'm looking forward to sharing with you today five essential relationships that we need to have as worship leaders. We have our guest, Marvin Mumford, from Atlanta, Georgia. Marvin is a worship leader, recording artist, and he's going to be sharing with us five essential relationships that you need to have in your life as worship leaders. I know it's going to be a blessing to you. We would love to hear back from you. If you could just leave us either a feedback on our website, you can email me directly at matt at leadersinworship.com. And I'd love to hear how this podcast is a blessing to you and your ministry. And if there are topics that we can cover coming up in the near future, we have some great interviews that are coming up, and I'm excited about sharing those with you. And so you can also uh, just leave us some feedback by going to our website, leadersinworship.com, and uh, you can click on the tab on the right-hand side of the screen that says Leave Voicemail, and using SpeakPipe, you can leave a voicemail right on our website and maybe a question or a comment that you have. We'd also appreciate if you could leave us a starred rating or written review on iTunes, maybe a comment on Stitcher Smart Radio and how this ministry and this podcast is helping you. Well, at this time, we're going to go right to Marvin Mumford from Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks so much for being with us on the Leaders in Worship podcast. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for having me, man. I'm honored to be here with you guys. Why don't you tell us about your ministry, and then we'll jump into the topic. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Like you said, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm a worship leader. Uh, I travel the country as somewhat of a uh, worship leader uh, slash pastor consultant. I get to go into churches and share with the pastors and their leadership uh, some functional things of how to operate uh, a little bit smoother in the kingdom of God. Um, tell us about what you do as far as your recording. You have things that are available on iTunes? Right. We just released a, a new CD called Rescued Me, and it is on iTunes on MarvinMumford.com. Uh, I'm so excited about that because that CD is 12 songs, uh, and each one of those songs tell a, a part of my story of my life, of how I became a Christian to where I am right now. And so I've just been so blessed. And uh, my friend Bernard Harris, who's a phenomenal musician, we've been friends for over 20 years now. We've been, uh, been able to tour together for the last three or four years. Um, on a tour that we call the Inspiring Hearts, where we go to hospitals, shelters, rest homes, um, to uh, just share uh, the gospel through song. Because many of those uh, places, uh, people seem to forget about or are afraid to go in because they see hurting people. Mm. And so we get to go in, do free concerts and share. And we go in to give, but we get more than we give out of it. So I'm just so wow, blessed by that's that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we wanted to talk about today is the topic of five essential relationships. Uh, why don't you uh, jump in 
and tell us a little bit about this topic that we're talking about today and essential relationships that we need to have as worship leaders worship leaders, um, as teammates. Uh, and the great thing about what we can really talk about, the five essential um, relationships for a godly team, uh, this transcends just worship. Uh, this could be, you know, your children's ministry. This could be any department. Um, but we usually use it for our worship teams um, just because um, that ministry uh, uh, begins to uh, be attacked on every hand. Mm-hmm. And so anything that the enemy can get his foothold into and any kind of relationship that would take your mind off glorifying God or being able to do it at a um, high level that God requires of us um, as worship leaders, uh, then he will do that. And so those five essential relationships will pretty much when you stack those one, two, three, four, five uh-huh. in order, because you can have those five things, but if you have them out of order, then God is not honored by what's happening with that either. So uh-huh. there's an order to what God wants to give you in those things as well. So what's the, uh, what's the first relationship? The first relationship, as we all know, is God. Yeah. Uh, our first relationship, if we don't have that relationship uh, uh, working properly, uh, then everything else behind that is going to get jammed up. Everything behind yeah. that is going to be messed up. And so our relationship with God has to be on point. And not that you have to be perfect with God. God, but that you have to be in right relationship with him on a daily basis. That's why it says our daily bread. That means he wants to spend time with you daily in the great times when things are wonderful, when all the worship team is doing excellent. And in those horrible times when no one wants to sing with you, when the sound guy just doesn't want to deal with you, those all those times God wants to deal with us. But we seem to find other people and other things instead of going to God uh, with those things that we deal with. So our very first relationship is our relationship with God, as he talks about in the scriptures. That's cool. What's what's number two? Number two is family. The family relationship is so important because God will never give you a ministry to destroy your first ministry, which is your family. Uh, And many of us, as as, because I've been married for 17 years, um, and many of us, because we work so much, we put in long hours, we spend a lot of time Sometimes we neglect the relationships and we give our families the leftovers. Our wife and our kids get to, oh, well, you know, baby, you know, I've been working all day long. I've been at church. We had this program and that program. And we get home and like we're ready to go straight to sleep. You know, there's no time for them. Our kids get the leftovers or we get to the birthday party right as the birthday party is ending and all those kind of things. Mm. We hear about the football game and things of that nature. And then our wives who pray for us and and, and long to be beside us in so many different ways, we seem to forget them in the midst of a lot of things. And so when our family life is not together, um, God is not honored in that at all because he's given them to us. And even if we're not married, there are essential relationships with our parents um, or yeah. our siblings that need to be in place because if those things, those, those are the things that really shape who we are um, yeah. as we walk through life. And so when we have those relationships now, they're not going to be always great. But as long as we're conscious and working on those things at all times, yeah. God is honored by that right there. That's cool. The third relationship. Man, I'm telling you, the third relationship, especially um, with worship leaders, is your senior pastor or the person who is in leadership over you. Um, Many worship leaders, they have someone over them and then they go to the pastor. Well, whoever that is, whether it's the senior pastor or the associate pastor, whoever's in charge, that relationship is very key. All right. This afternoon we were talking and you had mentioned something about provision. Right. Talk about that. You know, um, the, the scriptures tell us that God uh, gives vision. Um, and 
without vision, man will perish, you know. And so God has given the pastor, the senior pastor, a vision for whatever that church is, whatever that location is. But in that provision, I mean, in that vision, he also gives provision. And in that provision, the P.R.O. is that worship leader or that guitar player or that youth leader who he has placed in that position. You are the professional. All right. We have the vision and then we have the pro, the provision in there. And so as long as your vision is lining up with the pastor's vision, then it becomes provision. But when it is not, it becomes division. Yeah. And so uh, being uh, able to communicate uh, in right relationship with your senior pastor or your leader is very, very important because when he comes to you and says, "Okay, I've been doing this message and I want you to do this song. Well, you've been practicing for three weeks on these two new songs and he doesn't (laughs) want to do it. And then you get your jaws all puffed up and all this kind of things. You get upset. (laughs) You know, he can't tell me he knows nothing about music. Well, you have to know his heart. And when you know his heart, you know what direction he's going. And right. then on the other side of it, as I was speaking to a young man yesterday, when he knows your heart and you can come to him and say, hey, pastor, I know you wanted to do this right here, but, you know, can we consider this right here? And he will know because he knows your heart that, OK, you're not just trying to uh, supersede his uh, um um, uh, what he wants to do, but you're concerned about him and yeah. the people. And yeah. so he's apt to listen to you just mm-hmm. as well as you're apt to listen. So it's a give and take on that. But without that relationship, it's going to die. So we've got our relationship with God. Yes. We've got a relationship with our family. Yes. You got a relationship with your senior pastor. Yes. And what is the fourth relationship? The fourth one is the relationship with your team. Those who you're sharing the stage with, whether it's the singers or the musicians, you have to have a genuine relationship with them outside of Sunday morning. Because if the only time you spend with them is on Sunday morning, it becomes a job and now I'm tolerating you. And so when the worship leader says, hey, guys, you know, we're going to change this song. We're going to do it this way. You don't get your jaws puffed up when yeah. he says, OK, Mike, you know, uh, can you turn down a little bit on your guitar? You don't get upset with him. Hey, man, I know how to play guitar. You sing, you know, all those kind of things <laughs> yeah. that happens because we don't have relationship. But when we have a relationship, I can speak to you and you can speak to me and we can genuinely come to an agreement of what we need to do. Because yeah. even sometimes as a musician, as a guitar player. I hear things that maybe the worship leader didn't hear. And so I go to him and I say, hey, you know, have we thought about this? Or, man, I was working on this little lick right here, and it fits in this song right here. And because I have a relationship with you, I can come to you. Yeah. But if I don't have that relationship, you can be like, oh, no, it's not like the CD. Do it like we did it on the CD, and that's it. Yeah. And then now somebody is, there's a, there's a, there's a brokenness that happens in there. Mm-hmm. And then sooner or later, it becomes a job. And then that's how people get burned out, because they're not in relationship. They're just doing Uh, I spoke with this guy this year over at Georgia Tech University, had the opportunity to go over there and share. And one of the gentlemen told me, he said, this year, Marvin, this is what I want to do. I want to do things with God and with people instead of for people and for God. And the great thing about that is that when I'm with my team, Mm -hmm. we're working together. I need them and they need me. But if I'm doing something for them, then I do it and I tell them to look at what I've done. Same thing with God. If I'm doing it with God, that means I depend totally on him. But if I do it for God, I do it and then I say, hey, God, look at what I've done for you, independent of him. It could have been a great thing, but I didn't do it with God. So is it a great thing? Is it Mm -hmm. a God thing? That's and good. so those four relationships, if you get that God, you, know, you get that family, uh, then you get that senior pastor, or that leader, and then you get that team. If you get that clicking on good cylinders, man, the last one is really easy, man. And what is that? The last one is really your tool or your instrument, whatever it is, whether you're a bass player, a drummer, whether you're a singer, uh, whether you're a sound technician or media. Wait medium. a second. You aren't asking me to practice, are you? <laughs> I am totally asking you. If you are a singer, you need to be working on your craft. If you are a sound guy, you can't wait till Sunday 
morning to start working on buttons and trying to figure some things out. You need to be taking some classes. You need to be coming up to the church a little bit earlier and working on some things. We had feedback all last week. Well, I need to come up here during the week to work on what was that that I was getting that feedback with. Go online. There's so many things on YouTube yeah, and that, so many resources. You know, even here at the conference, this experience conference, we've had an overload of yeah. so many great people with so much knowledge. So there's mm-hmm. no excuse for not knowing how to do something exactly. and not being skillful. The, the scripture tells us to be skillful. You know, he said a certain group of people uh, uh, in place, the Levites, to do the worship. Yeah. No one else was allowed to do that. There, there was certain people to do that. Why? Because he needed a certain skill to be able to do it. So that's the same thing with the church. We want you to be skilled. Now, you don't have to be greatly skilled because we can work with that. But you have to be wanting to work on your own while you're at home, working on your guitar, working on right. your bass and all those kind of things. You have to. And when you develop that relationship with your instrument or your tool, it becomes a second nature to you. Then when you come into the corporate setting with the band, it's easier for us. And then when we come into the corporate setting with the body, yeah. it is an overflow of what we're doing in our rehearsals in our private time. Yeah. You know, that's the key in is always getting yourself maybe in an area where you might be uncomfortable right trying to find something what what can i develop is about two years ago that i thought you know i've talked about it for years trying to play guitar <laughs> i'm gonna throw myself out there and i i told the guys that were that play guitar on our team i said look you have full permission to mock me make fun of me if i'm not You've got to hold my feet to the fire, sure. and I'm going to be accountable to you. Right. Yes, I'm the worship pastor, but, but you're on a team, and I am I'm going to be accountable to you. And so I want you to push me and do that. And it was uncomfortable. And I started, but I just took that thing everywhere. If I was sitting down, you know, just while we're at home or whatever, just having it, getting used to just getting used to, just holding used to hold it in your hand and, uh, and getting familiar. And I think no matter what level we're at, right. there's always things that we can push ourselves right. and right. areas that we can surround ourselves. Surround yourself. Don't be so insecure that you can't surround yourself with somebody that's better that's right. than what, what you can do or, you know, that is more skilled or is more knowledgeable and glean from that. Any, any great corporation that we've ever had uh, in the United States that has blossomed, that have given us a lot of things, uh, I'll use, for instance, um, IBM or Apple. Uh, those guys, Bill Gates and, and the gentleman for Apple, uh, those guys surrounded them by, with guys that were smarter than them. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you know about these things right here. I know this, but you know these things right here. So let me surround myself with all these guys so when we come together, we can make a product that will be awesome. I mean, Apple has changed the whole world yeah. with their products. Why? Yeah. Because this one gentleman surrounded himself with some people who were a little bit smarter than he was, and he's yeah. a very geni- he was a genius, yeah. but he surrounded himself with some more people that were smarter than him because he knew that if you put this piece and you put this piece and you put this piece together, then it becomes one whole. And then that whole which we have created becomes the mass piece that we have together. Yep. And in church, we have, uh, I tell you, we, the, the church body is the only place where we shoot and stab our wounded. Yeah. You know, someone falls, you yeah. go, oh, well, you can't play, I know. And so we start kicking at them and, you know, pushing yeah. them away instead of pulling them to the side, especially as a worship leader. Um, because most of us, we have volunteers that you work on our worship team. Our staff is not paid. We're not yeah. at that level where everybody's getting paid, you know, and we're hardly ever getting paid, you know, even at that <laughs> level. Um, so we have a bunch of folks who um, love God, 
and, and want to use their gifts and talents in the church. And so you may have a person who, like Bernard Harris, who is a phenomenal musician, yeah. and then you may have somebody like Marvin Mumford, who's an average musician, okay? And so now you've got both of these guys on the same stage at the same time, the same week, and one guy is awesome and one guy is average. How do I balance that out so no one looks like someone is better or no one looks like someone is not good? Yeah. Well, as a worship leader, in my relationship with my team, I know what songs I can select that would allow the drummer to be proficient as well as the bass player to be proficient, yeah. as well as the guitar player that yeah. I'm using that week. That yeah. means I'm in relationships, so I don't select songs that just allow me to shine or allow my friend to shine, or just yeah. because this song is the greatest song for the week, I select this song. And then I'll walk alongside the person who's developing. Yeah. And that's the big thing. I have to walk alongside the person who's developing and help them grow, make them uncomfortable, push them. Yeah. As a worship leader, I've been on staff uh, for a couple of churches. And one thing any worship uh, team can say about Marvin is that Marvin makes you uncomfortable. I make you comfortable by doing things I know you can do, but then each week I'm going to push you. Now, whether we do that song that Sunday, we may yeah. not do it that Sunday, but that week in rehearsal, I'm pushing you to learn something. I'm pushing yeah. you to grow. And in that process, I get to grow because I'm de developing a relationship with you. Yeah. And then they get to grow in learning either new music, new skills, uh, a new way to play something, uh, a new sound, uh, a new feel, whatever that is. We're all growing together. Yeah. That's awesome. I love Marvin, it. Marvin, we need five essential relationships. Yes. We need our relationship with God, our family, our senior pastor, with our, our team, team, and then our craft. Our craft. And in those five relationships, if we line them in that same line just like that, then God will be honored by what we give him. So I'm going to mess it up if I love my craft more than I love God. Oh, man, you would totally mess it up because God said, I'll have no other God before me. And so when our craft becomes better than he is, if our gift becomes greater than the giver, then God's not going to have that. And he will take that from us. It's mm. awesome. Marvin, thanks so much. Now you need to uh, – Marvin is like one of the best guys and – most fun I've been around <laughs> at a product table. Uh, come on, give me give me uh, two reasons why uh, why they act. No, let's do five. Five reasons why they need to go to iTunes and download your product. Well, one reason why I think they should go to uh, iTunes and download um, the new CD, Rescued Me, uh, is because I think these songs, uh, God has written them on my heart to tell my story of what he's done in my life. That's the first thing. Secondly, um, I think they need to go to iTunes uh, to pick these, these songs up because I think these songs will be anthems of their heart, of their life, of where they are, where they've been, or even some of us are where we're getting ready to go. Yeah. And sometimes songs say what our words or people can't say say you know um the third reason is because uh, i think they're just great songs uh it's been well produced by bernard harris he's the music director for mandisa yeah. and uh we put a lot of work in a couple of years into this cd i hadn't done anything for probably almost five years since the last recording and so we put a lot of time and, and thought into this i wrote about 40 songs and we whittled that down to the top 12 that we thought wow. would really minister to this story because my story i, I used to be a muslim I used to be an alcoholic and a whole lot of things that God has drawn me away from. And so the CD tells that story. Okay, and the fourth reason why, I have a lovely wife and some wonderful children. <laughs> uh, and my wife and my children, um, uh, they travel with me when I go and teach, when I go and lead worship. Uh, and so that will help us to continue yeah. to do what we do. Yep. And the final reason is, is that um, you help us share the gospel across the country when you go to iTunes and purchase. Me and Bernard, we're getting ready to go to Kenya 
Virginia uh, for 10 days um, on our own dime or with support. There's no big corporation backing yeah. us up and sending us over there. Why? Because we want to take the gospel and make God's name famous throughout yeah. the world. That's been the name of the tour that me that we've been on, uh, me and my son this year. My son is 13 years old. He's my drummer, and it's been a blessing sharing Dude, the worship stage awesome. with him. That's it's great. Phenomenal. So the name of the tour has been uh, Make His Name Famous. That's awesome. Hey, go to iTunes. We will have the links in the show notes. You can go or you can go directly. If you're listening on your phone right now, go to iTunes and uh, search Marvin Mumford and download that CD. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. sure appreciate Marvin joining us today and sharing these five essential relationships that we need to have in our lives as worship leaders. I encourage you, go to leadersinworship.com. You can find links to Marvin's ministry in the show notes. You can also find links to iTunes where you can go and purchase his music and you can download that, support his ministry, and I know it will be a blessing to you as well as to him. I would like to invite you to an upcoming gathering called the Green Room Sessions, March 21st through the 23rd, 2014. This is where we're going to have conversations about life and ministry off the stage. We're going to have time to connect, build relationships, exchange ideas with other worship pastors from all over. Now, this is limited to only 50 worship pastors, so once that is full, Uh, It will be sold out, and so I encourage you to go and sign up. Register today. You can find out more information by going to greenroomsessions.org, and I hope to see you there. This is going to be a powerful time, and so if you're needing something in your life, in your ministry, and you just want to be around other worship pastors, make sure that you go. When you register, your spouse will be able to attend at no additional cost. And so um, your meals are covered during this time. It is going to be a great event and I encourage you to sign up. It's March 21st through the 23rd in Orlando, Florida, 2014. I hope that you enjoyed this today and encourage you to stay tuned to some upcoming episodes that we have. There's some great interviews that are coming up and I hope that you will share about the Leaders in Worship podcast with other friends. You can leave us a comment right on our website, voicemail, by using SpeakPipe, and just hit that button that says Leave Voicemail, and uh, then we would love to hear from you. Maybe questions, comments, some ideas for upcoming episodes that you would like to see covered for your ministry. Well, God bless. I hope that this weekend is a great weekend of ministry, that you're intentional about leading 
the congregation as well as leading the team that you are involved with each week. God bless you and have an incredible week of ministry.